Okay, welcome back to another episode of Jasmine's Guide to Life Seeking Purpose podcast. I'm Jasmine, a career consultant, influencer, inclusive leader, advocate, mentor, connector, author, entrepreneur, but most importantly, a Black woman on the journey of seeking purpose, um, hoping to positively impact people along the way. Um, I started this podcast to bring the aha moments and inspirational pieces um, from my book to life. So by facilitating these meaningful conversations, um, listening to diverse perspectives, um, I hope to continue to keep that growth going and positively impact others along the way. Um, so today we have a special guest, um, I would say a man with many aliases, a variety of roles. So I decided to come up with my own. So creative, critical thinker, intuitive, load extraordinaire. We'll, we'll also say a Jasmine's Guide ambassador. Okay. Um, are you, who are you going by today? What's, what's the vibe? Um, the vibe today, can't really pinpoint one because um, it's so many, but um, the sun is shining. So a lot of times when the sun pops out, I turn into patio poppy. Um, you know, I might throw on a scarf, let my chest hair breathe a little bit, a couple buttons at the top open. But um, yeah, I'm feeling like patio poppy. Okay, so Mr. Rodney C., thank yes. you for joining thank me on the podcast you. today. Um, so how this topic came to life or this episode, well, one, I felt like this would be perfect for you. Um, all of us are on this journey, right, of figuring things out or what I call seeking purpose or figuring out who you are and what you're meant to be doing. Um, so I want to dive into the basics of becoming and actually developing into the person um, who you want to be or who you are actually called to be. So although it's not a destination and it's an, a journey, there's these pivotal moments that we experience, um, that, whether that's transition or something that we we see or we're a part of that develop you and cultivate those sense of kind of core values. So um, I want to talk a little bit about like what that journey of seeking purpose actually is um, for the people who are asking that question. And I thought it was also important to get the male and female perspective um, at these kind of like significant moments in life. So as my good auntie and bestie in my head, Michelle Obama says, we're talking about becoming and I'm excited to see where the conversation goes. Me too. I'm super excited. So I've been starting each of the podcast episodes with a loaded question, right? Um, and it's the way I actually start um, Jasmine's Guide to Life Seeking Purpose. So the loaded question, who are you? And when I say, who are you? Like, who is Rodney C? And, and when I say, who are you? is like, what do you want people to know? Hmm, who am I? It's a loaded question. Uh, I am a... I'm a creative, like you said. Uh, I'm thought-provoking. Um, it, I, I say the phrase, it's the creation and formation of all things. Mm -hmm. I think that's who I am at the age of 32. Um, I've always thought a little different outside the box while, when I was a child, um, growing up with my close cousins who are like siblings, were like siblings to me. Um, I thought different from them, so I had to find out who I was um, my sister was 11 years older than me, so she was out doing what she was doing, and they had each other. I just had me, so 
at the age of 32 right now, I just think it's the, like I said, the creation information of all things. I'm so, I, I was thinking earlier um, while I was working that I, I live a colorful lifestyle. Um, that's me bouncing around. That's me finding myself. That's me um, getting others to hop on a journey with me. Yeah, it's, it's very colorful as well as like, you know, the, the clothing that I wear is colorful at times too. Okay, thanks. So I mentioned how this topic kind of came to life just from like different conversations and people asking me or whether it's in consultations or just random conversation with people. Um, and it all seems to be like you you grow into who, you, who you're supposed to be or what you're called mm -hmm. to be, whatever. There might be like some glimpses or things that you can think back and say like, oh, okay, that connects or what have you. But um, what would you say has been one of those like aha moments or experiences that you feel like guided you into becoming like in this sense like authentically you so you talked about this creative you talked about um the relationships that you have and the people who matter to you and now being at 32 and feeling you know for lack of a better word sense of sureness yeah. what was like that I shouldn't say that one, but what's one that you feel like really shifted? Um, first and foremost, 32 is magic number. Um, shout out to Magic Johnson. Um, then uh, what was one aha moment? Uh, so many. And right now I'm having them left and right. Um, but I would say over the past couple of years, I've grown stronger friendships with um, friends that I've been, um, that I grew up with in high school, as well as new friends, and this journey with them on the side of me, as well as my family, pushing me to, to actually let me know that, um, how can I say this, that the path I'm on is the right path. Mm. Um, my mom always poured into me, my sister as well, my niece, and my nephew, um, as well as my father, but I think that I just had to wake up at the age of maybe 25. At the age of 25 was when, when I really like turned it up. I changed my eating habits. I would uh, change the things that I would listen to on the radio, um, whether it being uh, iPad or iPhone, whatever. Um, but I would change what I would listen to. And I felt that um, that started to change my world drastically. So I thought that all things were, was in correlation. The things that I was learning via YouTube, university, um, the books that I would read, and the conversations that I would have would all be connected. So that's when I really woke up like, yo, this is about to get lit out here. That's interesting you say that. So on the last podcast, I was saying how like I feel like 25 was also that like pivotal age for me too. And it's really funny because I felt like 25 was a milestone and me and my mom actually kind of got into a little squabble about it because she's like, 25 isn't a real milestone. That's something that y'all made up to, you know, have parties or right. whatever. But I actually feel like that was like such a, a transition. Um, and I didn't realize what so much of what was going to come with that mm -hmm. um so it's really interesting and I feel like those aha moments at least that I have or that I talked about in the book um they've definitely 100% like led me to finding me yeah. um and even the things now it's this strange experience that people are reading those moments mm -hmm. and they're seeing themselves 
um, in very different ways. And so they're coming back to me and then now they're asking me for advice or these experiences. And now I feel like I'm reliving them again, yeah. um, but in a whole new way. Um, but yeah. It's, yeah, I think that um, as you were uh, uh, saying your piece, I, I was thinking back when I was a child and I would like certain music, but I couldn't really let my cousins know because they had make fun of me. Um, what was the one song? Um, it was it was very popular. It used to be like movies and stuff like in the early 2000s. I can't really think of it, but my cousin found out that I like the song. You know, I'm I'm a child, so I'm like, well, it might not be cool to like this song because they deemed was cool, right? But um, as I started to grow older, because it's like you have to be real tough and masculine when you're growing up. Um, so it wasn't cool to like that song. I don't think of it once the time progresses, but um, now I'm like, man, I, I like all types of music, and I'm I'm free to say that. So maybe if you were, if you like a little bit of Lady Gaga when you were younger, you would be on a on another side of the spectrum. But and that's just me growing up, right? That's my surroundings. That's what I'm listening to. That's everybody that's around me. Like, I had to soak all that in. Be like, that's there's still nothing wrong with that. If you like Lady Gaga, I'm sure somebody is. Who's a male figure is in that studio where they're making that same song, but music is so universal. Why does it matter if you're a male or female mm -hmm. and you listen to Beyonce or Lady Gaga? Okay, so I want to unpack that a little bit because I mm -hmm. feel like a huge part of becoming is this sense of like confidence that has to develop, right? So even something like being afraid to share the kind of music that you that you're into, or it could be a sense of style or the way that you think. Mm -hmm. um, there's got to be a point where you're okay with being different, okay with being other. And I guess, when did you develop that confidence or, or what helped you along the way? Mm, I'm still developing it. Um, within my earlier years, I was called weird. I hated it and I had to defend myself and maybe act the way that I wasn't supposed to be acting at that time, just to not be weird, quote unquote. Um, I think in my say 25 again um i started to grow into me started to realize that weird ain't bad it's just i'm just not like them it's i'm a it's a difference it's a difference between me and them. the difference here is just me and i started to own that um and just not care um whether it being something that i got on why why you bring your scarf like that why do i have to provide explanation to you how i'm kicking flavor like it doesn't matter I'm doing what I do regardless, just worry about you. I started to own that at the May. Yeah. That's interesting because I feel like, like you said, that's an evolving process mm -hmm. of that sense of, of confidence. And I think each new level that you go to, that you go in life, there's going to be something that you got to adjust to and you got to build in that space. But, right. um, yeah. I call it graduation. You can graduate to another age. So like say something is out of style. You can't wear, I'm not going to say a name brand, but you can't wear a certain name brand because it's not popping no more. However, you have universal brands that are timeless, right? Like, uh, I'm not going to call them brands, <laughs> um, but you have a universal brand that's timeless. So the universal brand never dies. Right, whether it being the socks that you put on, the pants, that band is going to stand the test of time, rather than being trendy and um, 
just coming out when you feel the need to. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel you have to be universal. So outside of I guess the external factors or people, right? Okay. Like what's one of the internal things that you feel like impacted that ability to like move confidently or something that you um, find yourself like? So I've always been a deep thinker. Um, and I would I would uh create these thoughts into my head that there were assumptions about what I think people may think about me. Um, then I started to realize that none of that matters. And I had to give myself affirmations at the time that I didn't know were affirmations. Listening to a young Jeezy song, um, he said, head up, chest out, never fold, or something to that aspect. And that stuck with me. Like, you can't let no one take you down, no matter if it's verbal, if it's, you know what I'm saying, um, mentally or uh, whatever the case may be. And just repeating those words in my head and then, you know, also having a, a family behind me that don't take nothing. Uh, I grew up, a, I'm short, so I'm five, six, five, seven, whatever, five, seven on a good day. Um, so that wasn't always, you know, the right, the, the cool thing because I'm short, so people make fun of you left and right. So I thought that as a young child, like, well, if you're making fun of me, that means something is wrong with you. Um I don't know, you You might not like my style, but my style is just impeccable. And I started to break down my opponent mentally and verbally. So all that stopped, you know, once I became what I am today. Interesting, yeah. I would say, like, personally, I think I got to the point where I feel like, I felt like I didn't have a choice but to yeah. be confident, right? Like, yeah. I had to, like, go to something like walk in the room and like show them what you got, mm-hmm. like, Let right. Like, but not even that of like more people are paying attention to you than you realize. Yeah. And on the other side of that too, like how many people are you keeping um, or holding back because of a door you refuse to open? Mm-hmm. So I got to that point of like, there's a reason why people, for lack of a better word, intimidated or feel some type of way about mm-hmm. um, whatever that is. So at what point do I take the responsibility um, and follow through? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is also still, like I said, a work in progress. I think that's been one of the highlights and strangest things about um, writing the book. Like I just had somebody send me a message who um, I'm really close to. They're like a family friend mm-hmm. um, and she is like almost 12 years older than me. Okay. And she read it while she was traveling. And she was like, I just had to say something to you. And she was like, even at, you know, 40 plus, mm-hmm. like the way that this is making me think, or mm-hmm. um, I'm so glad that you shared this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so much when we talk about like this confidence building, we talk about these like heroic stories, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but also not recognizing like those moments that you do have to break or the things that you weren't at the moment feeling vulnerable enough to share, how much weight it actually holds. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, you got to let your light shine. I, uh, I was during COVID and I thought it was going to be the end of the world. Um, I was going through a breakup. I didn't know if I should step outside. I just had purchased a property. Um, and a lot of things were, was going on. And I took a trip to Vegas and I was at the I was poolside in Cabana. I'm um, getting busy. And a light flex. 
Uh, <laughs> and a couple of my friends walked in, and then, you know, they started to mix and mingle. Um, they rounded up some females, brought them back to the cabana. And uh, the young lady started to read my arm like it was a book. So she's like, oh, you got the onk, you got the eye. So she called her sister over. Um, and they realized I had 11-11 tattooed on me. I was born on 11-11. Um, I just always knew it meant something. I just didn't know what it meant until I got a, a little older. Um, but the young lady was like, um, she let me know that she was a medium. So, you know, my first, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. So she was, she was like, um, she started to break me down. She started, break, she started reading me. She was like, uh, you've had a trouble year this year. Um, uh, you asked me if I just did something with a business, which is coincidental. I, well, nothing was coincidence. Um, I just had opened up my business bank account before I went out there the morning of uh, to Vegas. And then she said, you, it's something with your throat. You have to, you have to speak more. It's something with your throat chakra. And I know I'm not a speaker. Like I, I like to be low and, you know, I like to be in the cut. I'm right. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking a back. Yeah. Not a speaker. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm working on it. I'm for every volume. Um, but uh, when she said that, it it, uh, it hit home for me. So I stepped away from the young lady. I, I did a lap around the pool. I uh, shed a tear, and um, you know, I got back to it. But the thought was deep into my mind because that's what I always heard. You have to speak more. I mean, my mom told me as a young child, if you close mouths, don't get fed. Um, and then growing up, growing up was the same vibe. So I'm just learning to speak more. Okay, so this is a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one hand, a lot of this is like, I think related to energy, but also people. Sure. Um, the energy that they hold, the energy that they bring, and how does that impact you? And I think there's this fine line between like navigating in seasons of isolation as well as like finding your people, right? Um, and also noticing like and recognizing that the temporary sometimes moments of when people are supposed to be there and not. Um, so I'm curious as like, what do you feel the connection of, of people and energy as you transition in this space of like, okay, you're confident, you kind of know who you are, you've, or you're confirming some of the things that you already knew, right? But then where does energy and people play into that sense of becoming? Um, I think it plays a big role. Uh, my constituents, my team, my brother, my brethren, um, I have like a, a solid squad of six so far. And this is just organically. Um, I'm not going out looking for other team members or um, friends or nothing like that. Um, these fellas all have a uh, the same uh, frequency that I operate on. That's um, that's to grow, to build, and to manifest, to be successful in whatever you're doing, whether it being cooking a bowl of rice or buying a house. Right? We want you to be successful on all avenues, and um, it's like the law of attraction. The law of attraction is like, just like me and you, right? So you you attract you attract like-minded individuals into your circle. If three people are robbing a bank, you're possibly gonna be the fourth one if you hang around the squad. If you got three millionaires, you're possibly gonna be the fourth one because you hang around three millionaires. Um, so I just think that you surround yourself around the right people at the right times and have that optimistic mind frame as to, um, you're going to be happy. You're going to you set your intentions, right? You set your intentions before you walk into a space, whether it being a grocery store, a party, or a network. 
you come to conquer a goal, um, and that goal is to move off of, for me, is move off the love of frequency. I lead with love. So um, smiling, laughter, you know, just having a good time. I don't have to um, have libations in my system in order to have a good time. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm having a good time. The light, the sun might be shining. It's Buffalo, so you never know. But, um, you know, I give my prayers, affirmations, and I meditate. But that energy that I'm bringing to my life right now is just, I guess, with the God-given. God-given from a spiritual standpoint. Um, and that's that's the energy too. I mean, if if I'm having a, if my man having a bad day, I know that he can call me and somehow I can brighten up his day, whether it being with a conversation or a laugh or a smile. Um, but it's uh, how can I say this? I don't know. I think you said something important that I think people don't forget, uh, shouldn't forget rather is. Uh, the people in your life, uh, one, it's important to have folks who can see the things in you that you can't necessarily see um, and evaluate, are they assignments or are they a part of the purpose, right? Like, um, are they supposed to be teaching you something and you're supposed to be teaching them something that's temporary and, and that's what it is? Or are they for the long haul? Are they a part of purpose? Like, are they helping you on that, whatever um, vision is? And I was listening to something and they were saying how... Um, you need to be cognizant of value, not just vision, because visions change, right? But the values are kind of like that core, and that's the value of becoming. You got to know what you value right. um, to then be able to discern who's supposed to be there and not. That's so true that you said that. Um, so the, the breakup that I was going through a couple of years ago, uh, like I said, I moved into a new house, and I put up a shower rod. Right? I'm talk about energy. I put up the shower rod, and I knew it was sealed. It was tight. You know what I'm saying? You could meet me and Stevie. You know, not Stevie J. You could meet me off of that joint. So um, the, the shower rod would fall from time to time. Um, when the individual wasn't in the house, it would fall. When she was in the house, it would fall. I paid attention to that. When we broke up, I had another young lady in the house. Shower rod fell. I just thought it was a huge correlation. Like these women don't belong in my life right now. The Good. first woman that I'm talking about, she um, so I would have visions of, you know, I still got visions. I get busy, like I said. So my thought is like, I'm gonna be the next Don Peebles, right? Mixed with a little bit of Kanye West, mixed with Deepak Chopra and Malcolm X. So um my vision, we was in the process of purchasing the property. And you know, you, you run into hiccups. I'm a very optimistic person. I'm operating on positivity, positive thinking. This young lady, however, said, um, why do you think that you can buy this? Just buy a single family home, you know, and that's your property right there. Um, not verbatim, but that's what it was. And I I looked like you know, I gave her that look. I just didn't. I had to process that thought. Because if you got a partner, you're going to root for that partner. Rain, sleet, hell, snow. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the individuals that are around me right now are rooting for me just like I'm rooting for them. That's what I mean by like-minded individuals. Um, if you got a dream, you throw a dream in our chat. We're going to push you to the fullest extent. You know what I'm saying? To conquer that dream. Just like you, right? We talk in our conversation and we build organically. 
I mean, that's and it just flows. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's like-minded individuals that attract like-minded people. Like-minded individuals that attract like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So one of the things in that little tidbit you had earlier, uh, the key word was time. And one of your trademark phrases, and I could be paraphrasing, so don't <laughs> don't fully quote, okay. um, but you say something along the lines of timing is everything, right? Yeah. Uh, so one is time and energy. Mm-hmm. And how does timing play a role in your journey of seeking purpose? I think I'm right on time for everything. Uh, if I if I had this vision, I could, no, actually, I didn't have this vision at the age of when I was in my early 20s. Um, I knew that, I knew how I wanted to operate my life. I just didn't know how to get there per se. Um, like I, I knew I, I wanted to get into real estate. Like um, I had this young, young lady ask me, um, what, I, what do I want to do after I graduate? And I told her I want to ride around in a nice car and collect rent, right? I know I want to do a little bit more than that, but that means just the freedom of being me. Um, the freedom of being me was not ready at the age of 23 or 27. Now that I'm 32, now my ducks is in a row, I'm ready. Um, and I don't, I think we, we age, as humans, we age ourselves. So if we're 36, I feel like I'm 36. And, uh, from 50, I feel like I'm 50. Then we some, meet somebody and they ask you your age. And say, you don't look like you're 36. And my first thought is, what does a 36-year-old look like? Or what does a 32-year-old look like? I guess it's natural to say um, as humanoids, but don't put a, I would say, I, I can't put an age and time on nothing because it's just forever evolving. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was watching 19 Keys, and um, I forgot who he was interviewing, but he was talking about age. And he was like, well, if you... Have you ever been 18? Have you? Are we talking literally or figuratively? Literally. Like, yes. Literally. But then he said, have you ever been 50? I mean, I, I'm an old soul, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay, so I see you You know, it, but I think that's why I say sometimes it's energy, right? Like, because... Think about what comes with that, right? Like when you think about age, you typically give people characteristics. Mm-hmm. And I think that also goes back to value. So when I think of that, I think of um, I think of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think of confidence that comes with that. I think of security that comes with those things. So true. I think you can feel those things and not be them. Um, so I, I can see both sides of it. Um, but the reason why I asked you that question is I feel like that is a huge hindrance for people on the journey of seeking purpose. Either they're so worried about time and they feel like they're not where they think that they should be or where they thought they would be, or on the other side of it, they they think that they have so much time. Um, and then there's that sense of privilege of, oh, I got time and I'm not going to do that. And um, I think there's got to be some, some sort of balance in that. Um, and it ebbs and flows in the time of where you are in life. But I just even think about myself which it'll be related to the hot tech hot take I'll pose in a second um but I talk about this in the section of the book called the pressure of the weight right like 
a lot of us have goals. A lot of us have things. We have visions the way that we should see our lives. Um, and we could be so rigid and wanting to get those things right away or whatever. And I think, like I said earlier, those moments that cause you to break or, or, or learn um, teach you like, you don't, yes, you want those things, but you don't want them before you're not prepared to maintain them or have them, right? Yeah, um, and thinking about those moments of now that you that you have had some of those achievements or other things, like then you realize like, oh, I couldn't have had this if I didn't do this. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, it took me a little longer. Or uh, the last episode, um, we talked about comparison and different quiet lessons that, um, and quiet lessons are the things that you pick up just by experience of life. So you talked about like your mom, your sister, your dad, things that you learned just by watching them, um, whether you were going to um, repeat those things or adjust them because of those experiences, but they hold so much weight because that's what you believe to be true. Gotcha. Um, or when you feel like, oh, I got to do this because uh, the expectations that I have for this or that. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I would do anything over. Mm -hmm. um, I just wish I would have thought about the concept of time a little bit differently. Well, how can you tell? I mean, because you're living in the present moment, right? Um, what do you mean? Do you feel like you're lollygagging? Do you... No, okay. I don't feel like I lollygagged. I think my mantra for the longest time was like temporary sacrifice for long-term gain. Mm -hmm. And which is true. And there are things, certain things that I'm grateful that I did especially now. But on the other side, I feel like I could have lived life a little more, I want to say free, but I think I would have explored a little more earlier instead of feeling like I had to get so much done. Um, and it actually took um, having some really good conversations after writing the book. Mm -hmm. Um, and people asking me questions or in therapy too, or just kind of like unpacking things. Um, in another episode, we're going to be talking about um, how trauma is more than just like physical or emotional experiences. There can be things that you inherit just by living or those quiet lessons. Um, and I felt like I had a lot of expectations, like I'm an only child. Um, so there's pressure that comes with that. Um, I have um, a mom who's high achieving. Um, and then I'm have a dad who works really hard. And so you see that balance and then just the things that you put on yourself as far as expectations. So for example, like I thought they were expecting perfection. And up until we had a conversation like a year ago, they were like, we were never expecting perfection for you. It was just, we wanted to make sure that you were okay and stable. Right. Like those things of how those impact the way that you look at time. So you gotta finish, you gotta do this. You gotta have these things to prove that you know, you're meeting those expectations or even where other people are. Look at social media, like. Um, yeah, social media. <laughs> yeah, the organizations or the people that you're around. Yes, mm -hmm. they can be motivation, but also you're like, okay, they just did this. Then, oh, I got to step my game up or I don't want to be the weak link or right. whatever. That's putting, um, it's like a barrier on your life. Like you said earlier, um, in regards to putting expectations on your life and it's like a, a microwave society right now that we're living in. I always say fast money is crash money and slow money is growth money. Um, depending on which or what lane you're in. Um, but 
the thing about it is when you say if I were to purchase a property at the age of 22, that might be the trap spot, you know, at the age of 22, I might, I might have just messed up the whole, my credit, everything. But at the age of, in my, in my upper 20s, I'm ready for that, right? I was going through uh, uh, real estate school at the age of 23. I just didn't know where I would want to take it until I started to dive deeper into um, realty and real property. And I was so many different ways to skin this cat. I wouldn't have been ready at the age of 22 for that. I was doing it just because I, my mom mentioned it. I was like, okay, it might be a great thing to do, get a little bit extra money. Um, but I wasn't, wasn't ready. Right. I wasn't ready at all. Timing is everything. See, yeah. you say it. <laughs> um, and I think that's important too. Like, I don't regret any of those things um, or those hard moments because now I feel like that is a part of my purpose. Well, especially you put expectations so that you thought were that your parents were expecting from you? I think it's a mix of both. Okay. I think everybody naturally does this, whether they realize it or not. Um, I think we have expectations that are personal that we put on ourselves based on interpretations of the way that we show up in spaces or yeah. we want people to think or feel about us. Um, then I also think the people in our lives that we love and care about, they do have expectations, um, but we might interpret them different. Um, do through whether it's lack of communication, yeah. whether it's in how how you experience things, um, and I don't think we ask that clarifying question enough. Or you may have asked it once, but like I said, like visions and things change. So, um, are you clear on the expectations or what you need in that moment, or what what you're expecting, um, and being honest about that too? Um, but on the other side of that, like. I think I needed to experience those things because now that is like one of the number one things I deal with people with, with on the consulting side of things, especially um, students and they're becoming decision makers and they're figuring themselves out. Because um, now I can say like, no, like this is actually the way that you should think or not necessarily telling them the way that they should think, but giving them the questions to be able to figure out what does that look like for themselves? I mean, a lot comes with that because they're students, right? So when we were students, we was trying to figure it out, still trying to figure it out right now, right? We might have a vision and got goals and habits that we want to transition um, into a better lifestyle, but how do we know when we that age? You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I'll be honest. I think I always knew. Okay. Um, I just didn't think I trusted myself enough or thought it was possible because it was something that was different. I never, I never thought that I couldn't do anything that I like put my mind to, but when you're trying to do something that doesn't exist or it's not in your purview or it's different, um, that's what makes it tough. Um, so you're learning as you're doing. Um, and it's funny, I said this in the first episode, I was having a conversation, um, I'll, I'll say my sister, cousin, Lauren, and we were on the phone and we were just like talking about some things that I had going on. She was like, I haven't seen you. I'm just like, what's going on? You've been MIA. I was like, oh, this is what I'm working on. And she was like, you know, what's crazy. She was like, you've been manifesting this stuff since we were kids. And so I feel like it, it's a yes. And like they're happening and they're happening in, in their time and season and 
the way in which they're supposed to. And it looks a little different than what I thought, but yeah. Yeah. it worked out the way that it should. It looks a little different than you thought. Um, I've been grappling with that for the past year or so um, because you ask God or universe, Yahweh, Mama, whoever, for something, and you just don't know what it's going to look like. It might be what you ask for, the, the actual tangible item or the, the actual product is just different. Um, so I've been very intentional about that too. Um, when I pray and, uh, you know, talk to God is just a different difference in what I'm asking for right now. Um, but manifesting as a child, that's that, that hits home for me because I've been doing the same thing. Um, my lifestyle right now is, like I said, it's very colorful, you know, and this is the lifestyle that I've always wanted. Okay, so let me paint a picture for you because I got to get this hot take in. So um, I invited myself to dinner with my dad and one of uh, my uncles, my uncle John, uh, who's like my dad and my uncle's like best friend that grew up together. And so I'm really blessed to have like great, you know, I'll call them seasoned folk in my life. Um, and also be in the position to have like real and vulnerable conversations with them. Um, and so as I'm kind of like knocking on 30s door, like in I said too, I feel like this podcast is kind of like walking me into that next season, but I've just been having these like real reflective conversations with the people who I value and I know that they have wisdom. Um, but typically I get to have a lot of those conversations with women. I don't always have the like uninterrupted time with men. And so uh, we had this interesting conversation just about where I'm at in life and goals and just um, them like dealing with my thousand questions and being open to answering them and I had this aha moment and that brings me to today's episode's hot take okay because um, I think it's important to get this in real time so we we're just talking about life and the way people choose to go after things and what they choose to do and my hot take basically is that as we're becoming men choose to live life and find themselves first, then build. And on the other side, women choose to build and accomplish. Then they feel, you know, confident enough to kind of like live life and find themselves, which creates this interesting parallel to this idea of becoming. And I'm curious <laughs> to get your thoughts. Uh. Yeah, so basically the reader's digest this. Um, women, they're like, okay, I'm gonna achieve, I'm gonna get this done, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna get the job, I'm gonna get all the things. So then I could not to say coast, but then you can say, like, okay, I'm gonna live the life that I deserve or I want, or um, I'm gonna find myself if that's gonna be what it what it is. But they do all of the like traditional things first of like, okay, the checklist. <laughs> then men choose to like, you know what? I'm fine myself. I'm gonna live life. I'm gonna experience things. I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm gonna figure it all out. And then they're like, okay, they get to this point where they're like, okay, I'm gonna start building. Okay, now this is where this is gonna make sense. And then this is, this is what I'm gonna do, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, it's the same journey, but an interesting parallel of when it actually kind of aligns. Uh... <laughs> 
That is very, very interesting. I think I'm on the parallel of the uh, feminist side. Yeah, um, I conquered gold early. And right now I'm like finding that that openness to open in my life and having new experiences and um, expanding my palate. But for me in the beginning, it was 60, 40. So 60% get your, um, your, situ- your, your, your uh, things in order, 40% was play. Right now, um, I think it's, it's still that, that ratio, but I think that, like I said, I, early on, I was, I had to get to it. A lot of my friends, when I was going to school, a lot of my friends were, um, had stopped going, so I had to push through and keep going. I seen, I saw a vision for myself, so I think it's opposite for me. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so do you think that's a generational thing, or do you think that you're the unicorn? Mm, I don't want to call myself a unicorn, <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I, people just have their own, their own paths in life. Um, my path is my path. Yours is yours. Uh, the way that someone operates dictates and determines how that path turns out. Um, I just gotta always worry about me, me meaning manifesting, elevating, and evolving. So. This is what that looks like. Um, I can't do the thing that I was doing at the age of 24. At the age of 32, that looked a little crazy for me. I can't wear Jabot jeans no more unless uh, I, I doubt those how to care. But, um, you know, um, I just got to always graduate. Uh, I call it all the alleys, right? Alleys meaning um, financially, uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, intellectually. Have to evolve on all avenues at all times. So I don't know. Depends on the person. Mm. Choices. Interesting. Yes. Yes, indeed. I don't know. I have thoughts. Please advise. I just I feel like it could be the patriarchy. It could okay. be a systemic thing. Mm. Um, but I do think there's a there's a pressure, especially on black women. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like knowing that like we are the pretty much the number one educated group, mm-hmm. uh, but we're the least likely to be in leadership. Right. I think we're often expected to save the world, but who are the people saving you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like a lot of that is rooted in like um, the way in which you're brought up of like, okay, do these things. So yeah. then you can figure out everything else. Oh, and I do feel like sometimes there's a luxury for men to be like, uh, I'm gonna figure it out. And when I'm ready to figure out what like, life looks like for me then that's always going to be okay versus women have that kind of like I also think the sense of of time as well time yeah and we're always put in a position where we have to choose Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, stepping into stepping into my 30s um having these conversations you're in the 30s (laughs) you're not stepping anymore I I would say it before right I would say in my 30s 30s right Right that is now, I'm walking, I'm walking into my thirties. I'm, I'm discovering a whole new me. I'll give you early thirties. Okay. So, um, stepping into my early thirties, um, I've having conversations with uh, women about um, um, being in a relationship, marriage, having children. Um, it's I see that it's very stressful with some, and I don't know what that feels like. 
Um, I, I can't even understand it. At any rate, though, that's societal pressures too. You know what I'm saying? That um, that that's placed upon y'all as y'all growing up as little little girls. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different outlook from. It's just a different spectrum when you talk about men and women having this our free form of life. Yeah, and I I don't think that that's that's just a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's all of it because some people don't want that, and that's yeah, okay that's too. True. But thinking that's about true. like what people expect for you or when those conversations change is really funny. Like, yeah. um, you go from people telling you like, "Don't have kids, don't have kids," so the next thing, yeah. next conversation is like, "Where are they at?" Same um, yeah. down to things like what you want to do with your life like are you can you explore can you figure it out can you change or like no you need to be a little bit more realistic or other those things um and I also think life just naturally times women um, because that's real like you could say like it doesn't bother you personally but that most people aren't like Tamron Hall and these other people who can also afford to have kids or things like at 50 or other things um so I do I do recognize that things like that like depending on when you want those things or if you want those things or whatever, how that matters. But I, I do think um, often people have to have to choose um, instead of just kind of like getting that opportunity to discover. Um, and that's where I, I feel like confidence comes in. Um, as we were talking about earlier, like confidence in your journey of what that looks like for you, um, giving yourself time to figure out who you are um, at each facet of life because who I was even at 27 was very different than what 28 has been for me. Um, Just in a year's um, time. And then now I'm interested to see like what 29 will be or whatever. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's interesting to kind of dig deep in that, in that concept. It is. Um, I was I was I had a conversation with a young man the other day about um because he, he told me that he was an atheist out of nowhere. Like why I'm going there? Like I didn't I don't even know your last name, buddy. So um he said that because we it was Easter just had passed and I was like, did you enjoy your holiday? So he's like, no, I'm an atheist. So so he was interested to know what I believed in. And I told him, I don't, I'm not sure, I'm just trying to figure it out. Um but I just felt that his energy uh, needed someone to talk to because he was on the edge of uh, harming someone. Um, and he was having girl problems at the same time. And this he's probably in his 30s. Uh, but I was just talking to him like, man, you don't even want to, you don't want to put yourself in that position because you're having personal problems. Um, maybe break down what you're going through, what you're in the bar, so that makes your your, um, your thought process a little bit jaded, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to things of that nature. And I guess I'll talk to him off the ledge. He told me that he, hope I, he hopes I have kids. Well, that's that's a beautiful thing to say, my, my man. I don't, I've never heard that in my life, but uh, thank you. I was like, why did, why did you say that you think I should have kids? that you hope I should have kids and he's like um because you're a good person like I wouldn't have had this conversation with no one else um but you were the right person for the conversation well I feel like we need a part two just on this concept of you're the right person for the conversation Mm. I agree I agree because I've been asking 
The universe put me in the right place at the right time. The right Somebody time. literally said that to me verbatim yesterday. Really? Like verbatim. Really? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyways, so that, that's a part two. But um, yeah. so wrapping up, because it's crazy. We're almost out of time already. Really? Um, I'm at the time. Yeah. So at the end of the, every episode, um, I make everybody choose a word. So you know this already, but you know, my word for the year is wholeness, right? Um, showing up in every asset whole. And so what I mean by whole is like, um, not just not shrinking, but being confident, being authentic, being genuine, um, and also obedient to the journey, right? Like the whole experience, the whole person in every area. Um, so I'm curious, if you had to pick a word for this year, what would your word be? I'm curious to see if it's the same or if it changed. Uh, no, no. I'm sorry to my tongue is evolving. Mm, this is April, I would say. <laughs> it's like Q2 and Q2. I would say evolving into evolving. Well, that's hard. One word is hard. Okay, why evolving? Because that's the stage that I'm in right now. That's the stage that I've been going through over the past couple of years. Finding the confidence within myself. Um, coming into who I am. Being a little bit more free thinking. Um, I'm forever evolving. Like I said, I got to work on me, which stands for manifesting, elevating, and evolving. It's a constant thing. Um, I find myself having conversations with people that I never would have conversations with. Um, my vision and my take on things are a lot different. Um, maybe I don't explode as quick as I would within the previous years. So I'm evolving. I would say evolving. Okay, approved. Okay, last thing, because this just made me think about it. So I feel like you have to Yeah. You had that question before, so do you remember what my answer was? Yes. <laughs> Your answer. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I remember uh, people's words when like, they tell me. What was it? I take this very seriously. I this know. is not, this is, this is real almost this is content. This is okay. Um, no. Uh, but your word was alignment, not evolving. Mm. Okay, I can see that. Right, right. But you're picking this for a quarter. So you made this your own. Yeah, so we'll okay. say quarter one was um, was alignment. Now you're evolving. I'm brand nonetheless. Um, last question. Um, in this current season of evolving, seeking person, seeking purpose. Okay. What's one thing you're hopeful for? One thing that I'm hopeful for is happiness. Hmm. That's one thing I'm hopeful for. I could say, well, what I wanted to say was um, freedom, but freedom, my freedom is going to lead to my happiness. Always go with your first mind. Happiness it is. Yes. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, apologize for the technical difficulties, um, but I really do feel like we need to have a part two on this. You're the right person for the conversation. This water sticking with me. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you.